and there's just all this stuff that has to be surfaced. And the more that gets surfaced, I keep thinking like, oh Lord, surely that's the end of it. Surely Mm -hmm. that's the end of it. And I was thinking that like years ago. And then here we have January 6th and it's okay, God, is this the bottom of it? Please let, please let this be the Mm -hmm. rock bottom and that we go upward from here. Okay, let's record. Three, two. Okay, wh- one. which podcast is this? You have a lot of them. This is this is the Paul and Ashley podcast on nonpartisan evangelical. Oh, okay. Are we recording this? Welcome. Good to see you. We love to consider all the different uh, places in our state and our nation. And I don't know, there's just something about seeing where you're from. You go, oh, that's so cool. I wonder what it's like in that particular place. New York, you got a New York, Wisconsin, Wisconsin, Pittsburgh. Oh, that's so amazing. I do a Bible chat at 9 9 a.m. California time on Saturdays. You felt, well, in fact, you came upstairs after you finished and you're like, man, that was really good. So I will have to watch the video because I didn't listen. The preacher preached a really good sermon this morning on Bible (laughs) chat. Oh, wait, I I am him. So I say with all humility to the Lord, it Uh, was really a good, it was really a good word. So do you want to recap it a little bit here? So the recap was just, so I did a post this week. I was just looking, I think it now has over 180,000 views about the issue of abortion and how I believe the political issue of abortion is taking us off track from what the Bible really says about where our civic engagement should be as Christians and and that the Bible speaks infinitely more about taking care of the poor, the foreigner, the widow than it does about abortion. And so we need to rethink this as a political issue. And so I just, I showed how first Jesus said, you know, if you're good on murder, but you hate your brother and you say mean things to people around you, you're just as bad as the murderer in, in the eyes of the kingdom. And, and that then John, the disciple of Jesus, says, if you hate your brother, you are a murderer. He took it to that sense and then followed that by saying what you're supposed to do is care about the poor and that your life needs to not be love in word and talk but in deed and truth. Mm. And, and so he, he said, if you don't love, if you don't take care of the poor, you don't love God. And so then I took that to show how Jesus then spoke to people groups, Capernaum, Jerusalem, yep. Bethsaida, yep. Yep. like that God all through the Bible does look at us as individuals. Cause a lot of Christians will say, I love the poor. I did. I, we had a backpack drive at our church and I gave 10 backpacks, which is wonderful. But that's not caring for the poor. God looks at us corporately in our corporate heart. Well, that's honestly, that's why we like to see all these locations that are popping up. And just to call out a few of the locations, I've seen New Orleans, Georgia, West Virginia, Alaska, Mm -hmm. Arizona. Just, I I think that's really what it is. Like there is something about the place where you live, even if you don't necessarily feel super connected. um, There's something about the like when you think about a business and we talk a lot about corporate culture and like an organization or whatever those same concepts apply to locations communities and there's a consciousness or we all tend to like this stuff here we don't like this whatever and god sees that and i agree with you that i just think god is really efficient (laughs) so (laughs) he's just okay y'all want to change we're going to go read like huge chunks of geography at a time so anyway i i have to work on my explanation of that but yeah and i'll and to finish my summary just Lost my train of thought there, Sorry. but yeah, that's okay. Paul and Delilah Rosencrantz are here. Good to see you guys. 
So I would say, so government, we believe, is a representation of the corporate heart here in America. And so ultimately what I'm talking about, particularly in light of what happened on January 6th, this belief in the church that's come in that you have to be vote Republican and be fully behind all of the Republican platform to be Christian is a really, can I say evil teaching? It's poor theology. And truly what the Bible says, and maybe we should care about what the Bible says, is what God really cares about is how you take care of the poor, the foreigner, and the outcast or the marginalized. And that has to be reflected in our corporate heart or as we see throughout the Bible, God passes judgments on people groups. So it's okay to say my heart is really for the poor, so that's why I vote Democrat even though we can argue whether Democrats really take care of the poor more, those things we yeah, can argue, what, what policy we can argue. Right? Yeah. Like we, we can't argue the importance of it. We can argue the most effective way right. to get there. But the idea that Christians have to vote Republican because yep. of abortion yep. is just not biblical. So anyway, that's what we talked yeah. about today. Oh, that's good. That, I will listen. Yeah, you can watch it on YouTube. It's preserved, on, not on TikTok. They don't preserve it on TikTok, but YouTube, you can go back and watch it. And I'll put it as a podcast yep. on the website. I love, uh, love so much. I says just, somebody. I want to just acknowledge beige 45 said she's from uh, a small town. Pardon me. I just moved the thing. Oh, Northern Michigan town, a Christian Biden voter. Um, <laughs> so good. It's so fun to just think about that. Wow. Good. For we're, you. we're in a big Trump area too. Although well, it's our it's County, shifting. our County. Lori and Paul and Delilah could tell you our, our and region Carol, is changing yeah. and Carol. Yeah. yeah. Fresno County historically that's been true. went for Hillary in 2016 and went for Biden, but Central California itself is extremely All red state us. in the middle of a blue state. We're not far from Bakersfield, Kern County, which yeah. about four or five years ago was li- like literally measured as the most conservative oh, really? location in all of the U.S. It could have changed even in the last four or five years, but it's based on demographics, yeah, and voter registration, and all that. So. I actually think I think Tulare County went. A higher percentage for Trump than Kern County did this last election. Oh, really? Election. That could yeah. be. What um, was that question somebody had there? Have you spoken to that girl from TikTok who commented on the term Christian? Oh, yeah, Kristen, I know you're talking about Victoria Hammett. All I got, she commented and said that my my stitch with her video made her day. That's all I know. Mm. I did reach out to her in a direct message. Aww. I haven't heard back. And that's okay. Yeah. She doesn't have to respond. That's really sweet. Really but- enjoyed the comments I got on that video, though, and it, it blessed a lot of people and particularly young people, which yeah. I just thought was thrilling. That's it. That's what's been so rejuvenating about the last couple months, connecting with people on TikTok and growing the audience on YouTube. By the way, somebody asked if you take questions and the answer is yes. If, um, we're, if we're able to see them. Yeah. Yeah. Our middle-aged eyes sometimes <laughs> cause us. That's why we like page 45 puts it in all caps. So we're right yeah. there with you. Um, so on YouTube as well, we'd love to, to see you guys yeah. and your questions as well. So our time on Saturday mornings, honestly, we don't, we have learned to just come into this space, open up the platforms and just let people come in. We know from looking at the analytics that people will say like only a couple minutes, but we feel like this is a time for us to really just connect with you guys. Even this, just the small little comments you put in the messages, like really mean a lot to us. And for sure we can, when I say we, you're usually the one taking the questions, but we don't have a big time agenda or mm-hmm. message. It's really just like an exhale. That's what it, it's an ex. It's a weekly exhale that we do on Saturday mornings at 10:30. Yeah. 
Yeah, I do want to say hi to Steve Arena. I just saw him come in. I did a little answer to one of Steve Arena's comments. And Steve Arena, you you had a, a life situation that you were going to be going through. I don't want to put it out there, although you did say it publicly, but I won't bring it up again. But just send me a comment and let me know if that's occurred yet and how it went. So you've been in my prayers lately. Good to see you. I want to just jump in on this. Okay, I can't read the which one are you yes. bit by bit brit by brit how do i deal with religious gaslighting from a parent yeah. because do you know that's probably the most common thing that comes up in our saturday morning time is right. how do we relate to family members who are in a really different place yeah that and then probably second secondly are really like how we've managed conflict or learned to communicate or whatever would i think we should just start with that because i have a feeling that is where a lot of people are getting stuck or having frustration and pain these days. Yeah. Oh, do you want me to answer that question? You can start and then I'll add. So here's a really honest answer. And we're going to be really honest with you. This is a struggle on both sides of our family. Yeah. And we haven't been able to resolve the issue in any way other than this is we just had to boundary off political discussions and we just won't have political discussions with our family. And, but we want to, to love them and be in relationship with them. There's a great podcast on my website at npepodcast.com with a, a young woman named Promise Inlow. And her father is a pretty famous prophet and pastor. And just an incredible person. And wonderful we, person. We love him and his wife, her mom. Promise yeah. Mom. And she talks about how she's having to navigate relationship with her family when she's she has diametrically opposed political views. And her parents are very public about their support of Trump and conspiracy theories and things, and she's adamantly opposed to them, but is navigating that relationship. So I would recommend that podcast. And then just to unpack that a little more, I, I would say in our own situations, like Paul said, on both sides of our families, there's a lot of strain. We are the sort of the outliers in our families. And I want to honor and acknowledge that our families also fight to stay in relationship with us. They're not coming at us, like trying to blow us up emotionally. They're not trying to change our points of view, but instead of that, what they, we just like, we just don't talk about stuff, you know, (laughs) which is, it's it's tough. And, And to me, it feels very devaluing. I think if people are in honor and integrity with one another, you would say, okay, I understand you disagree with me. Let's have a discussion. Where did you come to your belief system? But it has, in our families, it's at a place where it it goes to such a high volume level so fast that you just can't even have those conversations. And truly, we're in a season where you can't even agree on like basic facts of life. Like, (laughs) you can't even agree if there's a pandemic or not. So that becomes difficult. And if you can't find some real sort of foundational place of agreement, then you just have to boundary it off. And if people aren't willing to to respect your boundaries, then you have to, you know, really think about, is this a relationship worth, worth continuing to fight? Well, for? and I saw the comment about, it's great that we can stay close. Even when we don't agree, I want to clarify, we're not close. That's the thing is we're like, it's been a strain on our relationship. Love each other. I know that if something catastrophic were to happen to them or to us or anyone in our household, these are the people that would drop anything and yeah. do anything they could to help us. And that is amazing. That's, we are so lucky. A lot of people don't have that, yeah. but we don't have like close relationship. We don't have that where you're just like in space together, 
loving on each other, anything like that. If yeah. somebody believes the stance you're taking is evil and is sending people to hell and that you don't, you're not against a pedophilia cabal, it's pretty hard to have relationship yeah. there in that place. So we th- literally like at Christmas Eve or dinner was like one table over here talking about something. And then our table over here with our family and they were over here going against the Democrats. And then they realized we could hear and they were like, Oh, shh, you can't say that in front of, you know, Paul and Ashley Paul uh, on YouTube says, sure. Some people can't agree that the pandemic even exists, but they are first in line for a vaccine or mm-hmm. not because they think that the government is putting a, microchip in them. My, by the way, my friend Steve Arena said he has not come out to his dad yet. Yeah. I so that. thank you for sharing that Steve Arena. Yeah. So we're just praying for you. Yep. And again, be safe in that. Just know you get to be safe in your life. That's I just keep feeling that's what I want to share with you is just be in a safe place, walking that through with somebody. And if you need somebody to walk that through with you, I have friends that will do that. So you let me know. Okay. Yeah. And we just really honor that journey you're on. Britt B says, thanks for the advice, guys, on okay, TikTok. Okay, you bet. Uh, pardon me. Cracks me <laughs> up, says Beige. Pro-life, but anti-mask and anti-vaccine. <laughs> oh, my goodness. By the way, if you guys can follow on TikTok, subscribe on YouTube, and check out the website, npepodcast.com. Somebody had said they just read my book, Joseph Comes to Town, and they loved it. So thank you. If you can give me a review on Amazon, that would be awesome. So there's a lot of ways you can help and a lot of things. I hate to throw in a zillion commercials and someday we're going to streamline all of this. Yeah, I was mentioning that. And I appreciate somebody put your website in the chat. It's npepodcast.com, the nonpartisan evangelical npepodcast.com. And we're going through a little brainstorming process right now with a friend here in town is helping us map out like Paul has a lot of different ways in which he's connecting with people and they feel a little disjointed. So we want to get that kind of really streamlined and maybe we'll ask for help from this group when we get figure out what we think are the right steps. Maybe we could get some feedback from this group on what, on how they see what it is you're doing, but just a quick like background. If you're like, who are these people? I'm not really sure why I'm on this for two minutes. So Paul, longtime evangelical pastor, a, a lark, a larka boy says I gave you a review on Amazon. Oh, You're thanks. awesome, man. That's You're awesome. awesome. And by the way, the book, Paul has also produced an audio version of the book. He's got yeah. seven of the nine sections done. I personally think the way to experience the book is by audio uh, because he's a longtime sportscaster radio guy. <laughs> like he's got a great voice and he actually reads the story with the emotion was that that is that was there when he was writing it. That's a really fun way to experience it. Okay. There's, good. there's the book. We're going all out on the promotions this morning. <laughs> anyway, so, so are you going to go to another direction now? No, I totally forgot what I was talking about, actually. You, you were talking about the audio book. Oh, well, no, I was that. But also I was just mentioning mpepodcast.com. I was just going to summarize. Here are what, oh, I know what I was doing. You do have the best speaking voice. I know. I, I had somebody this week Please. say, you've got that, you've got that pastor speaking voice. Actually, no, it's a, it's a broadcasting <laughs> voice. <laughs> yeah, it's, I know the book is backwards. There's nothing I can do about that. The way the... But it's Joseph comes to town when the religious right becomes religiously wrong. And so you can, li- it it's audible? not on audible. No, you would have to, you have to join our Patreon site or NP on Patreon, NP Patreon community. And the way you do is go to the website, npepodcast.com. And in the upper right-hand corner, say it with me, click that Patreon button in the upper right-hand corner. 
And it's $5.99 a month to get access to everything on there. And you get the audiobook for $5.99 a month, and you get to be a part of our private Facebook group if you'd like to do that. So yeah. And by the way, the book costs like $12, $14, 12, uh, $13.99. So, so you could go on Patreon for three months or two, two and a half months and then cancel yeah. and get the, it's the same price. And by the way, if you, it, there's other levels. So if you sign up at $12.99 a month, you get a free autographed copy of the book. $26.99, yeah. you're going to be invited to some seminars and coaching things I do. And then for $100 a month, you get a one-on-one -on -one with me every month. Which, um, okay, so this is what I was getting to. Jeremy C. Radio, by the way, is my friend, the that pastor from Oklahoma that voted for Biden. He's awesome. Go nice. to his page. He's amazing. Nice, nice. I keep trying to get to this point. Okay, I'll so shut up. why is it that we've got Patreon, we've got the book, like kind of like, what is the story of what we're trying to do here? So Paul and I together planted a church in Fresno, wearing my Fresbro shirt today, in the middle of California in 2008, the same year that I ran for mayor. And that that followed, that was the outgrowth of about 14 years of praying over our community, expecting God to come and, and relieve the pain of so many people that live here, help our community get on a new path, et cetera. And as as we did that and just aligned our hearts to his, he called us to do some pretty bold things, or at least that's the way, that's what we were feeling. We plan a church. I run for mayor. I serve for mayors eight years. After pastoring this church for 10 years, it became clear that the things that were getting in the way of our own community advancing were things that were being espoused by the religious. And I was a Republican. And I'm like, what? Whoa, what is this weirdness? And we started to really see this erupt in the church and particularly just following President Obama's election. And obviously now it's really easy for me to see. It wasn't obvious at the time. I apologize for that, but it's really easy to see the the white supremacy and the just the reaction to a black person being president. And so all this crap starts coming up in the church over the last 10 years. So Paul's like yeah. preaching against it in the pulpit and ultimately concludes that it's not going to be the right space for him to really feel free to say what he feels needs to be said, not just to Fresno, but like to all of the Church of America. So he quits his job and he just launches with various social media platforms wondering if this message is one that's going to be heard by anybody, if anybody's going to care. That's what we're, that's the journey we're on is yeah. trying to create a space where people can hear that what you're seeing and experiencing in the right white evangelical church is not what the God of the Bible is. So that's it's the certainly long, not his the long heart. explanation, but we have to like find a way to support this work. So that's yeah. why we do Patreon and these know, commercials and, and the these old commercials. So hopefully that is understandable. Yeah. So let's go there. So you have a location in Fresno. Now our, everything we do is online. And so if you go to the website, go to the events page, it tells all of that stuff. But so let's go there in light of January 6th. This is where we all are, and, and we're, I believe it's a season where God is saying, okay, where are you? Are you all in on this extreme right-wing Christianity, or are you willing to let your heart be challenged and think a little bit differently? And so we, you and I have been talking about that a little bit, and maybe we talk some about our journey here, and, yeah. and honestly, and then maybe we can talk a little bit about the fact that we think it's time for Christian leaders to start That's speaking it. up. And can we say white Christian leaders? I mean, I appreciate so much that our brothers and sisters of color are of, and of faith, their faith leaders are already out there saying this stuff. 
it is, it cannot be on their shoulders. Like we white people have to say that what we witnessed at the Capitol, like there needs to be no further discussion or evidence on what's going on with the marrying up of white supremacist, neo-Nazi paramilitary organizations with the evangelical church. That's the big cabal that stormed the camp. And what I hear coming from Christian leaders is like justification, some outright support. If you saw Jeremy's page this week or my TikTok page, this pastor from Kentucky, that was saying Trump's still going to be president. He's going to win. And he started cursing everybody who's against Trump. He was praying curses from heaven, cancer on people. That is not God, people. Mm -hmm. And other white Christian leaders need to stand up and say, this is not okay. We, We cannot build false equivalencies. We cannot equivocate. We have to start to say, hey, even if you say, I don't think it's fair that we're being said that was us that went into the Capitol. But the fact that there were flags that say Jesus saves and carrying Jesus flags and erecting a cross in front of the Capitol for that near a gallows, we need to say, okay, I'm not going to say it's all us, but I repudiate it completely. I repudiate conspiracy theories that are putting the lives of our, our elected officials in danger and repudiate the president's ongoing false, patently false claims that the election was fraudulent. Christian, white Christian pastor, you have to stand up and say, this is not okay. Christians, you need to come out of this. You should not be deeply involved in in conspiracy theory websites. It corrupts the mind. It's not God. And can I just just affirm and give a shout out back to, I can't really see it because, but tick, Something 2020, this it's one. time for another reformation in the faith. Yeah. I 100% We're all agree. in on that. In fact, we feel like that's what this is all about. And it's really painful. It's scary. It's, I keep asking God, are we going to, I know that God is moving us to something better. Right. I am starting to be very concerned about whether or not we get there and we survive it. So these are the conversations I'm having with God. God have mercy on us. Yes. To your heart for this nation. Yes. To what you want to do, but have mercy and let us survive it. And I obviously ultimately trust him to get us there. And I connect to uh, him, God, but not imposing that on other people. So we always tell people that's our tradition. And we know that's difficult for some of you, but we hope you'll let us live in our tradition and and we're good with where you are. Well, anyway, I just want to rally on that point because um, I do believe that's where we're headed. And, And there's just all this stuff that has to be surfaced. And the more that gets surfaced, I keep thinking like, oh Lord, Surely that's the end of it. Surely yeah. that's the end of it. And I was thinking that like years ago. And then here we have January 6th and it's okay, God, is this the bottom of it? Please let, please let this be the yeah. rock bottom and that we go upward from here. And what we see through history and through the history of the Bible is that often overturn of culture has to occur for something new to come. And so I, I tend to believe this that there's been time. Whoa, 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 whoa. I just got, I just a, got news a news alert, alert that, that Trump, Trump has stepped, stepped down. down. Grab your Hold phone. on. Hold on. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Do you whoa. think like he's stepping I down mean, so Mike Pence can can pardon him? Did they make a well, deal? Well, there's, there's been discussion about that, but. Now, is that true? Or is that? No, we're like looking for real <laughs> news. You, at real where time. did you see that? Where did you see that? It's going to be on our phones any second if, you if that's saw true. That, if you saw that. It and, says here, Pence is acting president. 
Okay. Okay. We need to figure this. I'm, but I'm not, that's not a headline that I'm seeing. Not yet. Let's go to BBC. Oh, my Lord, my Lord. LA Times posted. Okay. Let me pull up the LA Times. Pull up the LA Times. Oh, my God. All right. I'm going to BBC. Let's see what they say. So anybody on YouTube, you guys, have you heard this? (gasps) Trump retreats from his job and Pence fills the void as acting president. Now, but does that just mean that Trump is not doing his job? Let's read. Frustrated by the loss of his Twitter account and forced to accept that he soon must leave office, President Trump has effectively stopped doing his job. Okay, so he hasn't quit the job. Okay, hold on. He's just quit doing the job. Let me me just finish reading a little bit so we don't want to put out any misinformation. Delegating daily responsibilities to Vice President Mike Pence while hunkering down with a shrinking group of acquiescent aides and contemplating additional presidential pardons. Trump had considered leaving the White House before his final day in office Wednesday, even as early as this weekend, but he's opted to depart on the morning of President-elect Joe Biden's inauguration day, according to two people familiar with discussions who caution that with Trump, plans are always subject to change. Uh, So see, this is a moment where you have to be careful. (laughs) This is what happens on social media. And we go, it's fine. We understand Christian was but this is, yeah, we get it. This is why you have to be careful, though, about what you share, because people will take that and run with it. And we were just like, oh, my gosh, Trump resigned. But you have to stop and go look at other resources and then find out. So what that story is saying is Trump has just abdicated the yeah. job. And yeah. truthfully, that's yeah. been true for quite a while now. When, when did he ever actually? Do? That's been Never true mind. for about four years. But but yes, he has totally quit. The- OK, and we got more. Actually, today they're having a huge meeting at White House. And that's what I'm watching. OK, hey. Listen, that was a fun moment that we all yeah, had together. <laughs> real time. Because, ex- yeah, just. But that, it's fine. Yeah. We, get, all right. it. we yeah. get it. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, exactly. All right. Exactly. <laughs> so I wanted to answer a couple of questions that we got there. Somebody said, what do you have to say to single issue voters? Basically was the question. So go to my YouTube channel, the nonpartisan evangelical it's YouTube okay. channel. Don't worry about it. It is okay. Is, is she feeling bad? I think it's Christian. Something. Kristen, yeah. it's totally it's, art. It's Kristen's okay. awesome, by the way. So yes. you're awesome. No, we love you. Yes. You're amazing. And if I were you, I would have busted. I just wasn't looking at my phone. I probably would have done the same no. thing. Okay. Um, what was I just talking about? Oh, uh, single issue. Single issue. Yeah. So I just did a, a Bible chat on that this morning. So go look at that on YouTube on the nonpartisan evangelical channel and check that out. I, I think single issue voting around abortion is not biblical. So yeah, you can go check that. And I don't know if we want Trump to resign. The because if he resigns and gets Pence to pardon him, then then I think the pain that the generation before us had around Nixon resigning and getting pardoned was real. And that's why that David Frost moment of getting Nick, Nixon to admit that he lied was so big. That's it. That was a great movie, by the way. It is a if great movie. If you haven't movie. seen that, what was the name of that? Frost Nixon, I think is what oh. it's called or something mm. like that. What good, That's a good watch. You can find it free on any platform. We're on a roll with good movies right now, by yeah, the way. What are. was the movie we watched last night? Washington, that's all I have Denzel Washington, Clive Owens, A Bank Robbery. It's from like Inside Job. Inside, Inside Job. Job. Oh, yeah. we loved it. Go watch that movie. It was fantastic. <sighs> Paul says on YouTube, thanks for the drama and excitement on the podcast. I seriously had like an adrenaline <laughs> rush. I don't like my heart rate is off. And now I'm like, oh. so if Trump pardons himself, then I think that's going to be fascinating history to watch. And can he make that stand up? And that's, that's when we're really going to have to change something in our system. But if he gets pardoned by Pence, 
like if he would resign and Pence pardon him on the last day, it, it would almost feel like justice stolen again, just like in the Nixon thing. I'm Can I say this happen. though? I And then I, I see two comments I think we definitely want to respond to. Yeah. I all, okay. I like to just put myself in the shoes of the person who has to make a decision and like just test out like how could I really embrace the conflict that is in so many of these big decisions. So if I were Joe Biden and let's say Trump did resign and let's say it was like, Hey, I'll resign, but you got to pardon me. Okay. In that 75 million people voted for Trump and not in any way excusing 85% of the crap that mobilizes the Trump voter but 15% is like some real hurt and some real pain. Just thinking about the Midwestern part of the country, the people who are feeling left behind, we can't walk past that. We have to understand and hear that hurt and that pain. Of course, the prescription is not Donald Trump being president. Of course, it's nothing that he put forward as president, but like, but stop and hear that pain Mm -hmm. and assume that's That's real. real. So let's say you're president Biden. Do you pardon? Do you pardon Donald Trump? I've been thinking about this. So somebody says here, I heard if he pardons himself, he could be charged for the murders in the Capitol and more. He yeah, be, I don't understand that. What I always want us to be careful is not become our own purveyors of our own conspiracies. So let's be careful of that. And I saw somebody commenting about me being nonpartisan and that yeah, my, I, I my defense to... of abortion was because of a hatred for Trump. First, I mean, silly. I've been... I've been preaching that sermon before I ever imagined Donald Trump would run for president. And this is not something I feel like I need to defend myself on a lot. Clearly, that's a person that's coming from their own perspective. But the nonpartisan portion of the name is ultimately because I'm not beholden to any party. As a Christian, I don't think you should be beholden to a party. And particularly what I'm speaking against because of my heritage, my background, me being an evangelical pastor, is I've seen the damage done to people and to lives. And mostly I've seen the damage done to the message of the Bible because of this right-wing partisanship of the church. And so I refuse to be in bondage to that partisanship, to that partisan mindset. And I want to tell people, be free. That is a bondage. That's a mindset that is a bondage that Jesus came to set people free from. So that's where the name is from. And I'm not defensive about it. And you can be angry, whatever. But I just want to make sure people know. People say, this is because of your hatred for Trump. Not true. I've been speaking this message since G.W. Bush was president. You can say that and use that to try to justify yourself or help you sleep at night or whatever you need. But the message that we're trying to say is don't be beholden to any party. Yeah. To look at people and judge them on their fruits. Yeah. Yep. But also this idea that has become so pervasive and prevalent that I think was right at the center of what we saw on January 6th, that to be Christian means you have to be not only conservative Republican now, but extreme conservative Republican is a lie. It is an absolute lie. It is an antichrist spirit that is standing against what God wants to do in the season, which is see justice come into our country, that the people in our communities of color that have been held back and put down, that justice would come for them. That's where God's heart is in the season. And And that's why I think this other spirit is pushing so heavily in this season. And I actually think God's allowing it because he's saying, okay, no more fence sitting. Do you want to be over there or over there? And that's why white Christian pastors, you've got to be speaking up. This is not a time to be mealy mouthed and quiet. It's time to stand up and say, because I'll I'll stop after this, but I know a lot of pastors, you feel like, "Ah, 
I, I know this is wrong, but I don't want to upset my people. The extreme is I don't want to lose tithers. And I know that feeling too. But even if I don't want to hurt people's hearts and they have some good points, forget about that. This is a season now to say, guys, this is not okay. And I think everything you just said is an answer to a comment I saw about why is this string so political? I came on to hear Paul's message. And maybe right now, like in the last few minutes, we are talking a little more political because we just got a little news flash that maybe the president had trumped down, the president had stepped down. So we were all reacting to that. But anyway, it's what Paul just said. Yeah. Like it, and to be honest, in other countries, it's although there is this kind of like worldwide movement going around of like nationalistic Christian control of governmental powers, et cetera. But this is a really uniquely American church kind of thing where over the last 50 plus years, we've reached for man's tools, you know, man's power, yeah. believing that Jesus would like us more, that God would favor us more if we took control of government and then imposed what how we interpret his scripture as law. Yeah. And Paul's just calling that out. And why would you call it out? Because we feel like that's what's holding back the authentic expression of love in the Bible and the authentic expression of the sacrifice that Jesus made and what's being represented as the Jesus of the Bible by the, it's almost like you can't say that the American evangelical church today is a political church, yeah. just period full stop. Now that's not to incriminate individual congregations, but if you look at the whole, if you look at the national Faith leaders, as I believe God does, yeah. as we believe God does, and clearly shows that in the Bible. But like, what is the collective message of the American evangelical church today? It is right wing political. Yeah. And that's not right. That's not right. Yeah. And, and by the way, when Jesus came, and I think this is what we miss a lot because we're reading the Bible through our filter. We miss, like Jesus came to break down the systems of that culture, the, the system of this religious political spirit that was putting people in bondage, that was telling the Samaritans, you can't be loved by God unless you become us. And, he, and this religious uh, system that said, if you're right in your religious belief, God will bless you financially. And if you're poor, that means God doesn't love you. And, and Jesus came and said, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to speak against all of that. And then as he was walking by the temple one day, and they're like, look how amazing this is, Jesus. Isn't this awesome? He says, hey, you know what? Not one stone of that thing's going to stand on another. And so I think what God is saying is, hey, this religious political system from the evangelical church, even in the Catholic church, that's not going to stand anymore. And you're either going to decide if you're for the old system or you're not. And so you say it's political. I'm saying it's actually right at the heart of American Christianity. It is the discussion. It's the decision of, yep. are you going to go in this, what I see even as a pharisaical antichrist mindset, man-made way of trying to impose biblical laws through our interpretation onto others? Or are you going to chase after God and see what he can do in our culture? So it's not political what we're talking. It's actually where God is, I believe. I wanted to react to one comment or just surface it. The, the comment about mom who's a QAnon follower and feeling like we're losing mom to this kind of conspiracy stuff. That is sad. And I think that is such a common experience. I think we're Gen Xers and I think... 10, 20 years from now, like we are all having this common experience of 
of losing our baby boomer parents. I don't know your age or your, your parents' age, but like this just seems to be the pattern. Yeah. Is this baby boomer generation is particularly, in, although I'll say I've seen a lot of videos of younger people that are following right along, yeah. but it's like that young boomer, older Xers, and then maybe their kids a little bit, some millennials that are following into this QAnon thing and other conspiracy theory theories. We have got to figure out. Is that out, it? Taylor uh, made. She's 27. Okay. She so her okay. parents would are be boomers. Young boomers. Probably. boomers. Um, anyway, we are going to, we are going to spend the next couple decades detoxing our culture, our mm. national culture and learning from, okay, how did we get, how do we get to that point? I've heard a lot of historians and sociologists talk about this era as the post-truth era. I do believe the pendulum is going to swing back towards truth. And I know there were a lot of comments in the chat about, hey, that's what we hunger and we crave. We hunger just the God's honest truth. And we will structure our society around what is true, what is provable and verifiable and true. So I do believe the pendulum is going to swing back. I don't know that it's going to swing back in time for us to pull back some, there's so many people who have gone down this path. I think it, I think where we're at is just loving our family members where they're at and, and just like inside, just like shaking my head a little bit and trusting there's really nothing I can do about it. Yeah. And so when Franklin Graham comes out yesterday and says, all the Republicans that voted for impeachment are like Judas and said, Nancy Pelosi, what 30 pieces of silver did you receive? That makes me so angry. Jesus got very angry at the religious leaders for putting bondage on people. I think that is one of the most hypocritical, evil things. Franklin Graham, who was very outspoken when Bill Clinton was being impeached, Franklin Graham was a a major driver of the Christian move to get Bill Clinton impeached because Clinton had an affair while he was president. And Franklin Graham said that Bill Clinton, because of his cheating on his wife and lying to his wife and daughter, had forfeited his right to be president because we could not trust him. That's what Franklin Graham said. Donald Trump gets elected or is running for office, is the Republican nominee, the, the grab them by the P tape comes out. And Franklin Graham says, we're not electing a pastor, we're electing a commander in chief. Guys, that is hypocrisy. That's what Jesus hates. And then yesterday, then to say this, that is, it's an idolatry and it's a sickness in the church that has to be broken. Because here's the result, guys, you're not changing America for the better. That's obvious. And the millennials and Gen Zers are saying, screw you guys, we are out of here. And if we don't care about that, we got a real problem because not only is it against what the Bible says to care about that, but the church will cease to exist in the next generation. And, and maybe that's been God's decision anyway. Right. And, it, and something new is going to come, which yeah. I'm excited to chase yeah. after that. But Guys, we've got to see this hypocrisy and say no to that. And white evangelical leaders and white Catholic leaders have to speak out and say that is wrong. I, uh, by the way, no, you can't save these TikToks, right. but we're also recording it on YouTube, and That's so it. it will be available on the yep. nonpartisan evangelical YouTube channel. So we usually stick around for like about an hour on Saturday mornings yeah. and our just our exhale hour, I guess I decided to call it. So Your wife have, is beautiful. 
Oh, hey, thank you. I, I was realizing <laughs> like just what a concerned look I have on my face all the time when I'm on these hourly meetings. I'm like, oh no. So anyway, we've probably got about five minutes left, but but I wanted to just start cl- wrapping up on this positive and optimistic note that I'm seeing you guys put in the chat. And we want to finish with so a little cool. bit of prayer too. We'll we pray for you pray guys today. before we go. Yeah. I was thinking that this morning too. Like yeah. it's been a while since we've just spent a few minutes praying. As Keep we talking. Down. I'm going to type the yeah. website. Go in. ahead. Anyway, I've just seen a couple of responses and the ways that you guys are caring for each other in this thread. Thank you so much. And just saying, don't give up on God and distinguish the authentic love of God. I believe perfectly represented in the life of Jesus, the life and the sacrifice of Jesus. Don't give up on that just because of what you're seeing with this political version, uh, perversion, I should say this political perversion. Mm, that's God. a good word. Don't give up. And, and they're like, we're going to get through this. God is not afraid of what's going on. He will disrupt. He does disrupt. And it's like we're moving some old skin. It's to reveal the authentic, fresh expression of love from God. So let's see past this. And just judging from so many people who are coming on and who are starting to connect around this message. And obviously we know it's not just us. There are like thousands and thousands of people across our country on social media saying these kinds of things. Let's imagine what we're going to be like. And this is actually a cool thing. The United States will celebrate the 250th anniversary of the signing of the Declaration of Independence in 2026. And so I've just started down this path of who are we going to be at the 250th anniversary? And I think it's like an opportunity for us to choose our generations and younger to choose how we will carry out democracy, how we will, as people of faith, choose to express that faith in the form of society and culture and governance not politics, but governance. And I think we've just got a great opportunity. So let's stay focused on that. And let's love the people around us who aren't there and just ask God for mercy. That's what I keep. That's my prayer is like, Oh Lord, it's a roller coaster right now. Have mercy on us. Have mercy on us. I want what you want more than what I want. So get us there, but have mercy on us. Yeah. That's so good. Yep. So in case you're joining us late, where we're coming from on this is Ashley has been in elected office as a Republican. I've, I started a church and pastored a church for a decade, and we've been leaders in every church we've been in since we've been married for 26 years now. Yeah, we're preacher's kids, both of both us. Both preacher's kids, both grew up very conservative. Assemblies of God, Southern Baptist, yeah. so hardcore evangelical. Hardcore evangelical, hardcore Republican. And we've been on a journey of, hey, this may not be exactly where God's heart is in this fundamentalist right-wing Christian church. And and last night we were just recounting some of our memories of that journey out where we were around conservative evangelical Republican people and started saying, wow, there's no Jesus in this discussion at all. This is completely partisan politics to try to impose Christianity on the world and how that began to change where we were. I see questions coming in. Is heaven hell real? We're just not going to go there today. We're on this particular issue. Um, You can DM me questions, whatever. We we can work on that. But this has been a journey for us. It's been a heart change for us. And now we're at a place where we're looking at this angry, divisive, conservative evangelicalism and this extreme right-wing, anti-democracy, nationalist, 
white-based, if not white supremacist republicanism. And we're saying we can't be a part of that anymore. Our faith says we cannot be a part of that. And so now what we're trying to say is, guys, we're not Democrats. We're not liberal Democrats. We're mm -hmm. still pretty conservative people. We don't actually think we've, we've changed that much. Just the landscape has changed around us. And of course, our hearts have been turned some. And now what we're saying is we want the true authentic God where he is in both our religious life and our civic engagement. And that's, and so you're hearing us process that real time on these shows. I love this comment. Have you thought about joining the Episcopal church? So open, loving, living, loving, and non-judgmental. Do you know, we haven't, but here's the funny thing. We have some really good friends that are Anglicans for sure. We got married in an Episcopal mm. church. Do you remember that? We did. That's right. St. Columbus. Maybe that was like prophetic. That's so cool. Um, I, I had totally forgotten. Yeah, that. We, Beautiful we church. We were going oh to a gosh. church that was meeting and didn't have a permanent location. And so we rented an Episcopal church, beautiful local church here in Fresno. And uh, my dad, who's a pastor, Pastor. He's retired now, but he performed the ceremony. But yeah, and what's interesting in talking to a lot of millennials and saying, what does your spirituality look like now? A lot of young evangelical millennials have turned to the higher church, what, what we call the high church or the more formal church expressions. A lot of young people are turning. Yeah, now. I think that's significant. And I appreciate you for raising that. And, yeah, and cool. that might be a really, there have been a couple of questions about what church do you go to? And I've left my old church, maybe in your local community, check out the Episcopal congregation and just see what's going on there. And that's a really good suggestion. We've been asked about doing a TV show before Beige 45. Yeah. And so let's, we'll tell you a secret that will only tell you young TikTokers and you young YouTubers. We're just not speaking to that audience anymore. They, there's they just don't have eyes to see and ears to hear. Jesus didn't really go to the Pharisees and the Sadducees to speak. They came to him to challenge him. But if somebody like a Nicodemus would come at night, he would talk to him. And so, of course, we love anybody who's open to hearing. But I, I just don't think we can change that church anymore. And also, Paul, you've seen tremendous growth. And it's still relatively small, but you've seen tremendous growth with these social media platforms. It is remarkable now the way you can reach people directly. Such a time as this, right? Like I think God has allowed just all these events to be orchestrated. And we're now at the point where we are literally just sitting in our home broadcasting live and gosh, we'll have maybe a thousand people or so will pop on and off during our hour here together, but we could grow this mm -hmm. and save the expense of having to go through traditional media buys and all of that, which is a good segue to just say, as we wrap up today, before we pray, here are the ways in which you can connect with Paul throughout the week, npepodcast.com. So if you're just looking for some good podcasts, just recorded content that you want to have on while you're doing the laundry or whatever, that's what I do npepodcast.com. Sign up for the email insiders list. You can also sign up for Patreon there, $5.99 a month to start. There are other levels, but $5.99 a month, that's $5.99 a month. Then you get access to his audiobook, which is amazing. And then Paul, you're doing TikTok lives like what, twice a week. Yeah. You're posting multiple videos a day and he's doing Saturday morning Bible chat. 9 a.m. every Saturday. And that's a, instead of reacting a lot to the message. You have to throw stuff, in the Pacific because we have people Pacific. across the country. But we got requests for, hey, we want, we never really know when Paul's going to go live. Like, when can we like know that he's going to be on doing Bible teaching, right? So if this is a little more commentary. If you want some consistent Bible teaching, methodical, moving through some biblical um, concepts, that's Saturday morning, 9 a.m. Pacific time for about an hour. 
And then we do the Sunday morning online communion gathering too, which yeah. we haven't talked about yet. So, so 9 a.m. Yeah, the Bible chat is on TikTok and YouTube. Somebody asked if they can, they came in late, can they see it? Yes, on the nonpartisan evangelical YouTube channel, you can go see this. So this and then also the sermon quote. I'm not gonna use the word sermon because that sounds too churchy, yeah. but the it's a Bible, Bible chat from this yeah. morning. Apparently it was really good, according to Paul. According to me, <laughs> it was really good. Yeah. So somebody says, How can you be a Christian and a liberal? Well, go go watch this talk and the talk I did this yeah. morning and, and, and all the see. videos on Paul's <laughs> and tune in for Bible chat and tune in for all this other stuff because that's there's a lot to unpack there. Yeah. If 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 you truly think a liberal Democrat can't be a Christian, A, you've never met one because we know many of them and they're fantastic. Yeah. And B, you're stuck in a bubble. You're yeah. you've bought into a mindset that is not from heaven. So my recommendation to you is push away from the media that you regularly partake of, go listen to some other media and meet somebody, try to find, go on social media and say, I want to meet a Christian liberal and, and, hey, and have a Zoom meeting. Or how about a, this? Start with praying oh, for that's a good one too. people on the other side of the political aisle, pray God's heart for them. Mm. No strings attached, not trying to change their minds. Just pray God pour out your spirit on these people, yeah. all that you have for them, get in alignment with God's heart for people. And then we can chat on TikTok. Yeah. How about that? That's a really good answer. So yeah, just if you don't understand it, just hear from us. I wouldn't say we're liberal Christians. I don't even, I don't buy into the label progressive Christian because I just don't want somebody to be able to write me off because of a title. I'm just a follower of God and in pursuing the truth of God with all my heart. And that, so that means some days I'm going to say, woo, liberal Democrats, that doesn't work for me. And, and we say to our Democratic friends, hey, why doesn't the party provide more room for people of faith and all that stuff? And I don't want to go too deeply in any of that. But right we, now, we hear that a lot from Dems, like our friends. We live in California, so yeah. almost everybody around this is a Democrat. And we hear that a lot. That, that They feel like that's missing from the party. And I think that's true. It's anyway. Yeah. And, and right now trail, we see a lot of the malfeasance on the other side. And that's what we yeah, talk to more now. About. That's right. And all right. I, let's pray. Okay. Sorry. Do you need to say one more? No, thing? I don't. Okay. I need to zip it. All right. So Spirit of heaven, we just call you to come. Yeah. Bless these people, Lord. We're in Fresno, California, by the way, to the yeah. persons asking where we are. Yeah. God, we pray. I'm just looking at the numbers. It looks like there are, there are 75 people on right now. And there have been many others on that have left. But God, yeah. we just pray over the people who joined in this morning. You know who they are, where they live, their struggles, the things that are buried deep in their hearts that maybe they didn't share even today in the chat. And Lord, we just ask for your spirit of peace to surround these families, these households, their extended networks. We thank you, God, for their hearts to pursue you and to pursue truth. And God, I pray today you would meet these people where they're at. Yeah. And what I love so much about God is there are things that are special or unique or meaningful to you and only you that only you would know. And those are the things that God wants to connect with you on. Yeah. Like the, just the intimacy, the father's love. I, again, you can connect to a God figure. That's not father, Yeah. but I, that's we can I, live with that. Okay. So, yeah. so allow me that, but Lord, I just pray that people would connect with your love today. Yeah. And I pray, Brandon, that we have the question here of, are we asking God to change his mind? So first off the Bible does say God changes his mind. So perhaps it is, but I think, 
prayer is more about bringing our heart in alignment with God's. Yeah. It is what happens. Like, I feel like I bring my true self, my, my most honest self is who I taught, who I show up with God. I write stuff down, God, this is actually what I'm thinking. I'm embarrassed of this. I haven't even told my husband this, but I get really, my most honest is with God. And then I say, God, this is what I want. And I just give it to him. And then as I think about that through through his perspective, I, I end up starting to see things differently and I end up in alignment with where he's at. Yeah. And that same person asked, isn't my circumstance God's will? And my answer to that is no, God has given us free will. We get to move and and live Mm -hmm. and have our being and, and, and we get to make our choices. So rape, calamity, hurricanes, disease, not God's will. No, that's not God imposing something on us. But in the middle of it, God, I pray that you would show yourself to be faithful to this person who's asking about their circumstances today, God. Yeah. And somebody had asked earlier, why is Satan allowed to walk in and talk to God and have havoc created on us? I want to tell you that passage in Job is a poem. It's not what happens. There's not a Satan that walks in and and in a meeting with God and says, who do I get to kill, injure, maim, rape today? That is not the truth. That's not who God is. So that's a fact of the Bible. And that is the truth. God lets us make our choice. So we just pray in those those terms. I would just say this. I really do love to pray for people. And if you're connecting with this prayer and you feel like, God does in fact connect with you, meet you where you're at today, respond to something that's buried in your heart. You haven't really shared and you get some perspective or a resolution on something. Would you let us know? We just like to know when God shows up and answers prayers, that gives us faith and courage to keep just to keep seeking him. So if you would just, I don't have a TikTok account. I just hang out with Paul on his, (laughs) but if you could message him, that would mean a lot to me. Yeah. So as we enter this week of transition in our country, of inauguration this week, of fear, of violence, even there's some talk tomorrow in our state capitals. And we just pray for God's mercy over our country. We pray for mercy over the hearts of people that would believe violence is the answer to their angst and pain. I just pray peace into that pain. And peace into that, whatever it is that has caused your mind to believe that your only hope is violence against others. Mm. I say, be free of that. Protect us, God. Protect us from ourselves. Transform our hearts to want to love one another and not do violence against one another. Bless the systems of our culture for a peaceable transition of power and all the things that go along with that. I'm going to pray for Don Young, 14, who says, can you pray for me? Don't think I've been doing it. So God, I do lift up Don Young to you. And I pray that you would cover her right now. Yeah, Lord, I pray that you would just take off the part of her that feels like she has to perform for you in some way or do something. God, I ask you would just lift that off. And I pray that you would show her your radical self today, God, your radical love. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think she's saying she doesn't think she's been praying? I don't think I've been doing it right. I think. Doing life or praying. So first off, there's no form that's right to prayer. You know, prayer is just like, talk to God, talk to the spirit of heaven and and just say, this is what's going on and be raw and say, 
you know, even if you want to pray this, if there's anybody out there, come help me. I have done that a number of times. <laughs> the other thing, Don, I would say uh, again, I get, I have, a, I just get a notebook out and because sometimes if you start to write things out, it slows your mind down a little bit and it helps you to understand like, Oh, mm. th- it's like this stew of things in my head. And when I slow down to write it out, I can get more honest with how I'm feeling. And I literally just write letters to God. I think this, I'm feeling this way. Where are you? Whatever. So I would try that a B some sort of prayer meditation for if that there's gotta be a surrendering of those things. It's gotta be a moment where you just say, look, this is what I'm thinking, but I trust you more than I trust me. And I give this stuff to you. The last thing I'll say is if you have a Bible or you can just pull up the Bible online, um, just open to the Psalms. And I personally have been reading this year in the Passion Translation a lot. And I just pull up Psalm 131 and just read that Mm. and just meditate. When I say meditate, what I mean is if something jumps out from you to you as you're reading it, it's like a nugget. It's, oh, that's a little bit of a light bulb. Hang on to that in your heart. Think about it throughout the day. Maybe write that down on a note card and look back at it and then just reflect and do that for a couple of days and look back and be like, oh, what happened in that couple of days? Yeah. And then let us know if you try that, let us know what happens and where, what you learn through that. Yeah. You can DM me on TikTok or you can email through the website, the NPpodcast.com. Yep. Thank you, Don, for that. And listen, this woman knows how to pray. So trust that. And and it's such a good point. Like the Psalms are prayers. So you can just take the Psalm and make those your prayer if you're not sure how to pray. And I love that a couple of people are saying, hey, I just randomly opened the the app and this was, this really helped. And so we we even pray for those that are antagonistic to us on the page here. God, just bring your peace over their hearts. Yes. Today. Thank you, Jesus. And Lord, we do. I want to just double down on that. We join with you, God, in asking for your protection and your covering over the inauguration on Wednesday. Yep, yep, yep. Every single protection, we pray that you would protect every life, every heart that's gathered in person and people around the country and world. And we just believe, God, that there is something good that's springing up in the middle of all of this, that we're Mm -hmm. seeing this nastiness for a reason of knowing today whom we will serve are we going to continue to run after extreme right-wing politics as our mm-hmm. savior or are we going to step back and say wow i'm not going to destroy generations of people and families because of that so yeah. thank you all who are giving us gifts hey, and, and saying be, nice things be sure to follow if follow. you're saying you just randomly popped on be sure to follow that helps us keep growing the message the platform and it means a lot so to yeah. follow and tell all your friends to follow old pastor paul on tiktok npepodcast.com and then the nonpartisan evangelical youtube channel yeah that helps us love you guys too right. thank you for the wonderful things so tomorrow morning 10 a.m. Pacific time, we have a spiritual gathering that we do. So if you're looking for, I guess we can call it a church community, a community of faith. We do partake in the Christian tradition of communion, but you bring your faith, whatever it looks like. NPEpodcast.com is the website, as Bay just put in there. Thank you. And if you go to the events page, it'll tell you the details and have the link there. Yep. So. Thank you. All right. Bless hey, everyone. Have a great week. We'll be lots of stuff going on this week. So Paul will be putting a lot of videos out, I'm sure. Follow, subscribe, all that stuff. Ashley, you're a woman whose aura shows God. Aw, thanks.
That's pretty cool, huh? Oh, yeah. Thanks, Kristen. That means a lot. Appreciate that. To all of you on YouTube, thank you guys. You're such good friends and we love you. All right. Have a great day.